the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Interesting start to the new year. Are we going to be up 36% on the NASDAQ? We're up 3.1% through January. With only a few trading days left, the S&P 500 is up 2.1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is kind of break even. Up a little bit. Three-tenths of 1%. SP Midcap Index down 1.4%. And the Russell 2000 down 3.2%. We need that Russell and the S&P Midcap to flip the script and be winners and not underperformers. Um, yesterday, Microsoft was the standout winner in the mega cap space, briefly topping that $3 trillion market uh, cap valuation for the first time. The Vanguard mega cap growth index, ticker symbol MGK, was up, as was the semiconductor index, SOX. So that's kind of yesterday's news, right? And here we are always trying to look at today's news and tomorrow's expectations. The S&P 500, um, record closing high yesterday. I guess that's the one that I want to circle back and underline and say your 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 401k should be doing well except for the russell 2000 and the s&p 400 mid cap uh, not really helping your 401k now again i don't think many people own those indices as quote-unquote stocks but they do in their 401k as indexes choices again not, not everyone uh, <clears throat> tesla kind of pooched the pun we'll talk about that but they were down 10 percent early today um basically saying next year doesn't look great um microsoft and alphabet have been able to offset tesla's down nine percent ten percent ibm's up seven percent they had a super nice uh report mentioned ai a lot you're going to hear that from anyone who is in the world of technology whether even like best buy who sells technology you're going to hear ai 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 GDP increased at an annual rate of 3.3% in the fourth quarter. Consensus expectations was for 2%. That's helping the market today on top of um, inflation. We saw a, a softer reading in inflation this morning. Let's see if I can pull that up for you. What did I see? And I'm just going to give you the bottom line. Ultimately, the price index for personal consumption rose 2.7%. On an annualized basis, down from 5.9% a year earlier. U.S. economy grew at a 3.3% pace, better than they expected 2%, like I mentioned. So those are some of the stories that we're looking at today. Um, What else do we have to hit here? Um, The Treasury market sees a little bit of volatility. The two-year note sits at about 4.3%. The 10-year note's down to about 4.1%. Again, friendlier inflation readings in the GDP report. Markets continue to move higher today. Let's take a look at the markets today um, and see what we're seeing. The S&P 500 opened a little 
bit right about here, but it went higher than now. It's pulling back a little bit. Um, same thing with the Dow, up 62, which is up one tenth of 1%. The NASDAQ up 73, which is up 47 basis points. The Russell 2000 up nine points or one half a percent. Again, everything was a little bit higher about 15 minutes ago. So as the trading day unfolds, you can kind of figure out what I'm recording the show if you're listening to the podcast. As the trading day unfolds, um, a little bit weaker. Now, again, I don't read a lot into day-to-day action. I'm surprised I talk about it at all, to be quite honest with you. Um, every stock that we talk about on the show is up. Apple, Qualcomm, Google, Nike, Disney, Meta, Target, Airbnb, Microsoft, Amazon, Adobe, Uber, Pinterest, Spotify, every stock. stock. Like, that's the kind of... McDonald's is lower. There you go. You're looking for a loser. Um, Starbucks is seven cents lower. But let's move on. Um, Tesla stock, not a great quarter. Tesla stock dropping 9%. Electric car maker said volume growth in 2024 may be notably, notably lower. Adding pressure to the stock, various stockbrokers have reduced their price target on the company. Tesla's automotive revenue, which is the metric I most closely look at, totaled $21.6 billion in the fourth quarter, up just 1% year over year. The outlook that may be notably lower in 2024, um, I think it got people freaked out. Tesla says that uh, they're in between two major growth waves. Tesla delivered 1.8 million cars in 2023. They've been cutting prices around the world. In key markets like Europe and China, it faces rising competition from Chinese players like BYD, as well as traditional automakers. Um, most people I see the stock price, well, I'm not going to say, it's kind of all over. I see Canaccord Genuity saying 234. I see Barclay say 225. I see RBC saying 297. Uh, let's pull up Tesla stock now that I've thrown those numbers out and kind of see where it's at. As again, the trading unfolds. I saw it's down about 10% at the open. Yeah, it's down 10.5% right now, 22. Uh, it's at 185. A lot of analysts like it technically at this price, but fundamentally, how do you feel about a company that's got a high PE and businesses going lower, notably lower in the next year? Um, I'm going to get more on that later in the show because I, I found some analyst commentary to be worrisome. Um, if you're a shareholder of Tesla, you're hearing, well, I'll just throw it out there right now. You're hearing some analysts say the management needs to grow up and act like adults. That's not a good thing. Some other stories of note, Chipotle is adding 19,000 new employees or wants to add 19,000 new employees to its 110,000 personal workforce ahead of its busy burrito spring season. I didn't know burritos had a season. I didn't know there was a busy time. I know Cinco de Mayo is around the corner, but does that, is that what is the busy season? Um, what's interesting is Chipotle is offering things like 401k matching and offering to help with student debt. Big old knockout, Dwayne The Rock Johnson scored a $30 million payday after agreeing to join the board of WWE parent TKO. That news came the day after Netflix announced a $5 billion deal to be exclusive home of the WWE wrestling show Raw. Um, turns out that we don't like those self-checkout lines. Self-checkout may be making customers less loyal to stores that use it. You're seeing 
kind of a, a reimagining of it now where they're putting more employees near them to cut down on theft as well as to give customer service and talk to people. People like to be talked to when the shop. Netflix leads the Oscar nominations with 18. Apple comes in second with 13 nods. If you had said that five years ago, 10 years ago, that would have been laughable. Renters are spending too much of their income One. on rent. If you're spending more than 30% of your income on rent, it's a problem that's a record high of 22.4 million Americans are doing that. Um, <clears throat> that makes you cost burdened or rent burdened. You shouldn't spend more than 30% of your gross income. Half the U.S. renters in 2022 were spending more than 30% of their incomes on rent and utilities. Um, 12.1 million are considered extremely cost burdened or severely Rents increased 20% from 2021 to 2022. Evictions are on the rise. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. Lots of free goodies and downloads. Uh, if you want to see me in action on my TV spots, you can check out my YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I said something yesterday on the air that I guess I got a couple emails on. I said, I expect to work two more years on a day-to-day podcast. After that, I may continue or I may change directions and go bigger, like a weekend show versus a day-to-day show. Maybe more strategy-oriented or financial planning-oriented or story-driven. Um, I'm not going to go away from my bread and butter. I know what works. Um, I know what type of investor I am. I'm very much so a technology growth investor. And with the rest of my money, I let professionals do it. You know, there's some blue chip stocks in my portfolio that I've picked myself through my life, um, that I'm really, really comfortable with because they're blue chip. They were around when I was a little kid, like Visa, like McDonald's. Um, they'll be around, I think when I'm older, Visa may not, if the world of tech finance or fin- financial tech continues to change, but I don't think they have a lot of threat and they tend to buy anyone who's developing solutions that are interesting in the world. So I like both listen to this. This is crazy. I like both Visa and MasterCard as stocks. Um, every time I see someone pull out their phone, every time I see someone use a credit card, I'm like, they're swiping, they're swiping, they're swiping. Every swipe gets a fee, a fee, a fee, and that fee goes to MasterCard or Visa. Now, again, that's just a simple concept, right? Can it be overpriced? Yes. Can there be uh, government regulation that says, you know, you're charging too much? Yes, there are things that you need to be aware of. Right now, we have the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P 500, again, doing well. Interesting to note, the Russell 2000 started off the hottest, and it's the coldest right now. It's still doing well, but it's up only um, nine points at this point in time after being up considerably higher as the morning um, started. Tesla down 10% today. Ouchie. It's the only mega cap seven that I don't own. Um, I don't want to say I'm happy about that. It is what it is. Friends are joining couples on honeymoons. It's called the buddy moon. What do you think about that? You get married and you bring a couple friends along with you. Uh, especially if it's a destination wedding. So they're reimagining the honeymoon. All my friends have already flown out to the destination. Let's hang out and party together. Um, now, again, I'm an old dinosaur. I want my 
kids not to have a big wedding. Um, but my one son does a lot of gaming. His wedding would be interesting because he's probably never met most of his friends. You know, most of them are his online buddies. So the buddy moon is a thing. The Apple Mac turns 40, the big 4.0. Do you remember when the Mac came out? It was a bowling ball sized computer. Um, they were quite colorful. It was 1984, the Super Bowl commercial, where you saw a play on a, a dystopian society and one warrior running through a crowd of everybody that looks the same come in and smash the the, the uh, image of where we were and introduce a brand new... You didn't even know it was a computer commercial. That was the genius of that one. So go look that one up and share it with a buddy today at lunch. It's the Macintosh um, Steve Jobs 1984 commercial. Who knew that it would change our life so much? It delivered a bunch of first. It was the first mouse, the first built-in screen. It was the first time we could interact with a machine through graphics like icons and pictures, also known as the GUI, the graphical user interface, rather than typing in a bunch of complicated commands. It's not a stretch to say our world hasn't been the same since Jobs pulled that extra large bowling ball size PC out of a bag. 94% of households have at least one personal computer. Happy birthday, Mac. You did well by us. Uh, of note, a lot of families couldn't afford one because it was a $2,500 computer. At today's prices, that would be $7,400. Do you remember the commercial? I do. Um, and we were all talking about it the next day at school. Your grandma is downside risk. Now, I know you're saying, don't talk about my grandma. Your grandma is downside risk on the stock market because... Americans over 55 account for 80% of equity ownership, creating a big downside when the stock market corrects 5 10%. They get worried. They don't have time to recover. Boomers have been buying up more and more stocks in their portfolio since the 1990s. If a downturn does materialize, um, Wall Street's worried that the demographics will induce more selling and could spiral powerfully. Um, I can't worry about that. But that is something that will pop into my head at night as a nightmare. You may have like a spider that has 200 legs. Or you may have a nightmare of a, a caterpillar crawling in your mouth and, and laying eggs. Ugh, right? My nightmare is old people panicking in a downturn. Ever since the 1990s, where we had the great financial crisis, boomers have been adding to their stock holdings. Stock holdings in the age group went from below 60% in the 1990s to 65% in 2008 to 75% um, just a few years ago. Now, the bond market, the CD market has changed. Again, I think a lot since the 2000s, we've been penalized for owning bonds and um, CDs compared to stocks as far as the rate of return goes. 2023, we saw a pretty good rate of return for bonds and CDs and money markets. But uh, it's not lost on me that we're a little bit, hmm, I'm not going to use the word spoiled. Um, but the market is changing now for the first time to favor income maybe a little bit more. But your grandmother is downside risk. That's my nightmare. Your grandmother saying, I want to get out of the market. I had a guy email me yesterday about his 401k. He's retiring. And he wants to put it all in cash. I'm like, why do you want to put it all in cash? And he goes, I can't afford a downturn. 
interesting, right? One. Severe weather, winter weather, in fact, has dampened home sales, keeping prices high. So says Redfin. Pending home sales are down 8% year over year. Biggest decline in four months. Part of that decrease can be explained by severe weather that sidelined home buyer shopping. The median U.S. sale price has been steadily increasing, rising about 5% in the first weeks of January, alongside asking prices. Low inventory, down 4% year over year. Hopefully, this freeze in the housing market starts to thaw metaphorically as the year goes on. It is a problem, and it goes back to that story on renters. Too many Americans are spending too much of their money on rent. Too much. Anything over 30% of gross income is too much. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Time to step up for the seven steps for retirement readiness. Thursday, February 15th, 630 to 830 at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Sign up at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I work with a financial planner at EP Wealth. Um, I love talking about it. I love talking about the services that financial planners add. Um, yeah, they do charge a fee on assets under management, but I think it's justified via the services. For me, tax efficiency is super important for the next 10 years um, as I start to slow down my W-2 income and start relying on my assets to pay me in retirement. I'm very lucky. I'm very content in life. I know not everyone is, and that stinks. You know, I did a story earlier today on rents and how we're spending too much of our rent, over 30% of our gross income on rent, and that's the tune of too many of us. Half of U.S. renters are spending more than 30%. Now, that's up 3.2% from before the pandemic. Rents have had a big run in the last couple of years, not so much in the last 12 months, but between 21 and 22, rents were up nearly 20 plus percent. Um, that stinks. Now, I also, I told you one of my biggest fears is your grandmother um, sees a downturn in the market and she sells out and more and more seniors own more and more stocks and they don't have, feel that they have the time to recover. That's one of the reasons I think it's super important to have a financial plan, to be ready for retirement. Let me give you a little bit more on what freaks me out. Peak 65, have you ever heard of it? It's this year. Um, I know, I know you're saying we should, we should do some design, some t-shirts. Uh, it's called the Silver Tsunami. I, I'm starting to see the, the, the t-shirt design here, right? Silver Tsunami, peak 65, 2024. About 11,000 Americans are going to turn 65 every single day. Happy birthday, you're 65. That's going to be heard 11,000 times today. I know you're saying, please don't ever sing again. Amy, and I'll never sing again. Um, 4.1 million times this year, we're going to sing happy birthday, you're 65. You're saying, big deal, Rob, what's the story here? Well, your office co-worker is getting older. Since the 1980s, the percentage of workers 60 plus has doubled. The share of workers under 40 has fallen from 60% to 45%. There's mass retirement pending. 
More than half of the pilots, for instance, will reach their mandatory retirement age in the next 15 years. We'll just come up with a robot that can fly. What could go wrong there? Robot wants to go to California, not to New York. Um, Robot has a hot date in New York. It takes the plane to New York. Could happen. Could happen. There are stories of people dating their AI uh, chatbots. Worthy of note. What else can go bad with people turning 65 this year? Well, 43% of Americans are going to hit a retirement cliff. 43% of 55 to 64-year-olds have no retirement savings. One in five Americans... Age 65 plus was employed last year. That's up from just one in 10 in 1987. Listen to this nutty stop stat, and it's happening to one of my friends. Uh, one in four U.S. adults currently supports a parent who's 65 plus, as well as a kid. So not only did you have kids, and those things are expensive and filled with germs, but your mom or dad got old and they need help. Can you say wow with me? I find that one, I'm not going to say shocking. But there's a silver tsunami coming, and it's going to be problematic for the United States. And that's one of the reasons Elon Musk says have more babies. And in the spirit of this conversation, he's not wrong. We're going to need more people to take care of our seniors. What else do we have to hit as far as big stories today? Um, I've hit that one on the severe winter hitting home sales. Um, Hertz, their stock is down 2.6% following a downgrade to neutral over at JP Morgan. The bank cited that failed electric vehicle strategy, which is leading to a big $500 million in losses in charges. Boeing down 2.6%. Bank of America downgraded the stock to neutral from buy. Let's see what they had to say. The FAA, also known as the Federal Aviation Administration, they're going to put a limit on Boeing 737 MAX model, which was involved in the Alaska Airlines door plug blowout. That's going to prevent the airline from reaching its 2025-2026 production levels. Basically saying, slow down, you're making planes. We don't want those falling out of the sky. Isn't that interesting? Because Boeing for first... 40 years of my life was kind of rock solid. They were the the airline builder or the airplane builder of record. Like they were all that in a bucket of chicken. Humana, they're down 13% today. Their fourth quarter earnings were in line with prior guidance. Company guided for full year earnings of $16, vastly under the expectations of $29. Their earnings are going to be almost, almost half of what they were expecting earlier um just a couple weeks ago so 2024 not looking good for the healthcare company um las vegas sands is in the news today company's fourth quarter revenue of 2.92 billion topped expectations of 2.89 billion they do big business in macau china um it's a company i wish i could follow because it seems like smart right uh investing in a casino they always win, except for Donald Trump's casinos. Uh, 
that's the thing that killed me about him as a businessman. Uh, he went into bankruptcy so many times in his lifetime um, to restructure debt. I know, I know bankruptcy laws are there for you, just like uh, credit card uh, people, individuals who get into too much credit card debt. I get it, and I, I highly recommend, I don't highly recommend, but I recommend if you are in that much debt that you use the laws to your advantage to not be in debt forever and ever. I want you to get to retirement, not perpetually stay in debt. Tesla stock dives as analyst slams opaque guidance. Um, this was the one that was kind of interesting to me. The opaqueness. The EV giant added that it's currently between two major growth waves. Uh, Elon Musk offered a tempered outlook with very few specifics. Dan Ives, who is a Tesla bull, called the earnings a train wreck. Now, that's typically what you describe as someone you meet, you date, you fall in love, and then you're like, oh, wait, you're in bankruptcy? Oh, wait, your ex lives with you? Oh, wait, you've got four children out of wedlock? Well, I'm not going to knock children out of wedlock. Strike that. Okay, so wait, wait, your ex lives with you? You're in bankruptcy? Oh, and you have a lawsuit pending against you. You're a train wreck. I'm out. Um, but Musk just, he got slammed for this one because, um, he says there's a lot to look forward to in 2024, but he's not really telling us what. So Dan Ives, who's on CNBC all the time, and I tend to like his analysis. Uh, he said, we were dead wrong expecting Musk and team to step up like adults in the room on the call and give a strategic and financial overview of the ongoing price cuts, margin structure, and fluctuating demand. When your favorite analyst, when someone who loves your stock says, we were dead wrong expecting Musk and team to step up like adults in the room on the call and give a strategic and financial overview. That's not... I have avoided owning Tesla and I've missed a lot of upside. I own it technically in the S and P 500 fund that I own in my 401k, but um, I just don't like Musk as a CEO. I love him as an engineer. I love him as a guy who can um, push the envelope, but he started losing me with the whole Joe Rogan smoking marijuana because I, I like my CEOs to be like Clint Eastwood. Um, or I don't know what's a good female CEO type Indira Nudi from Pepsi a few years back. Um, I just like my CEOs to be serious. I want them to be the most serious person in the room. Um, I want them to inspire confidence and not fear. And what Musk did with Twitter or X moving in and sleeping on the floor, it just, it's not sitting well with me as he's not going to get my vote for CEO of the year. Again, we can all have different opinions. I don't have to be, I don't judge you for having yours. You know, one, one of the nice things about 11,000 people turning 65 years old every day this year is that down the road, Generation Xers and Millennials are poised to inherit trillions of dollars. One. Uh, the phenomenon known as the great wealth transfer could shift $72 trillion directly to those heirs alongside $11.9 trillion earmarked for charities over the next 20 years. Hey, I do have a big event that I want you to step up and sign up for the seven steps for retirement readiness. We're starting marketing on this a little bit late. It's the Stanford park hotel in Menlo 
Park, California. The event's from 6.30 to 8.30. I'm going to be there a couple hours early. If you want to book some time with me, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com after you sign up. It's Thursday, February 15th, the day after Love Day, which is actually a pretty good day to get restaurants because restaurants are a little crowded on the 14th. And the Stanford Park Hotel has a pretty nice restaurant, just saying. Big piece of meat. Big steaks. Um, seven Steps Retirement Readiness, Minlo Park at the Stanford Park Hotel. It's a little confusing because it uses two city names, but it's in Minlo Park. Great parking. Sign up for the event February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 at com. That's robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Ah, the recap. Where are we? January's been a very good month for the stock market. And unless something is really wrong tomorrow, it's going to be another great week. I feel we're overbought, but what do I know? We got good economic data today, which showed strong GDP growth in the United States, as well as um, lower inflation on consumption. This could allow the Fed to change their mind instead of cutting sometime in mid-2024, maybe early don't count on it but maybe that's the animal spirit vibe we're getting today big loss in tesla after disappointing earnings and guidance strength in ibm i haven't said that in many many years it feels like ongoing strength in mega cap cap stocks minus tesla you're seeing a drop in market rates following slate of economic data that corroborated a soft landing narrative the only thing doing poorly today is healthcare and consumer discretionary. Real estate, utility stocks, communication stocks, tech stocks, materials, industrials, and energy all doing well. I always like taking a look at the numbers if I can. Um, that's a little shocking. It's a, there's a story that I, I, I'm saving up doing on how seniors kind of mess up and how their kids kind of mess up a lot of financial decisions, which is one of the reasons I want you to work with a certified financial planner. Someone wrote a letter that said, I asked my elderly father to quit claim his home so I could refinance it and take out a $200,000 annuity for my sister and me. That's, that's almost elder abuse in my, my opinion. A 56-year-old man living in his family home with his father, who's 93, who has a pacemaker, is legally blind, clearly needs help. Mom passed away years ago, but he's 93. He wants his dad to quit claim the home to him so that him and his girlfriend, who lives in the house with him, can basically set up uh, a stream of income off of it. He has a sister who he put in an apartment for which people wait years to get even on the wait list, so he feels he's done his sister well. He calls his sister a spendthrift who has not worked for years. And while living with my father prior to me taking over, she spent thousands of dollars of his money. So this is one of those situations that's just messy. And again, I almost feel like it's a terrible, terrible idea um, for all parties. For the taxes, for the step up in basis that you're going to lose, which is a uh, tax advantage that you lose by quit claiming now. 
I know there's a lottery effect when you have an elderly parent who's worth a lot and they're in poor health. I know you feel like this is my ticket. He just needs to die soon. That's one of the reasons I want you to work for with a CFP. I see this way too often. Other things that we need to talk about, I did mention this Generation X and Millennials. I feel like this is the elderly show today where I'm warning people, watch out. Um, they're set to inherit trillions in the coming years. I think that's worthy of note uh, because I think it's a tougher economy out there as that last uh, letter kind of highlighted. 56-year-old man and his 10-year girlfriend and his sister, they didn't do as well as mom and dad did. Um. I think the story that I did today about retirees owning more stock market stocks than ever, it could exasperate the next sell-off. That's something I want you to think about. Again, that's my caterpillar with 500 legs that crawls in my mouth and, and drops a load of eggs in my night in my mouth during the night. And they all, like, I guess, uh, birth in my stomach and come out my belly button or something. And then you're saying, that's a good nightmare. Uh other things that I want to hit is I want you to have an identity crisis. I don't want you to have an identity crisis. I don't want you to have an identity loss in retirement. And that's one of the reasons I'm starting to talk about retirement for me now is I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to fill this five day a week thing with. It's a chore. I get up at 435 in the morning and um, I start my research for the fresh news of the day. I work till three to 5 PM in the afternoon getting ideas ready for the next day and see if I can't fill them in with something fresh around it. Um, you know, uh, President USCS Grant, former president, former general, he found himself grappling with the challenges of adjusting to civil, civilian life. I remember that. Do you remember that? He candidly confided in a letter to a friend, I am now simply Ulysses S. Grant and I'm trying to get used to it. Wow. Think about how many people define themselves with their spouse and they're widowed. Think of how many people define themselves with their job like I do. And I don't want to work as much in the future. Um, this is the retirement show today. This is the unofficial elderly um, numbers and statistics and story show. I didn't know I was going this direction. Oh, this is no surprise, right? Microsoft lays off 1,900 workers, nearly 9% of the gaming division after the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Hey, we'd like to acquire you for $69 billion. And next thing you know, 9% of that staff is getting let go. Now, again, it's not all from Activision. Um, but that was a big acquisition. Activision Blizzard has products like or franchises like Call of Duty and Diablo. They've got mobile gaming, King, which has the Candy Crush saga. I played Candy Crush like, what's that, 15 years ago, it feels like. One. Um, you know, you get a lunch, you're sitting down uh, having a soft drink and a sandwich, and you're like, oh, blow on my phone, why not? Uh, there's a lot of layoffs this year in tech. Riot Games, TikTok, Discord, um, SAP. A lot of layoffs in tech this year. Google. And now Microsoft. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Never, ever be shy. I like talking to you. I got a big event where I'll talk to you, um, as well as CFP Chad Burton. He's going to run the event, the Seven Steps Retirement Readiness, the Seven Steps Retirement Readiness, in Menlo Park, California, Thursday, February 15th, 630 to 830. 
I'll get there a few hours early if you want to sit down and chat about financial planning and what it can do for you. You can learn more by going to robblackshow.com and signing up for the seven steps for retirement readiness today. I'm Rob Black. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.